I think the headphones work better. I think it just comes up straight away. Yeah. Sound way better. Yeah. To keep the, the noise in good. Because I got my dad, you know, my brother's cutting grass, so. Oh, yeah, no, I, I can't hear a thing. I just hear that beautiful voice of yours, Nick. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's just uh, jump straight into this uh, NFL slate here. Yeah, I like some of the contests this weekend, though. With the two games on Monday, I I might see a little... I might see a little late Sunday, early uh, the, to the Monday slate, but the prime time slates. Yeah, a little. I like that. It's nice six six teams get exposure to. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm playing the. Um, what am I playing here? The three entry max, the three dollar three max, right now currently. Oh, um, nice. As uh, you know, I'll be out in Vegas, so we'll not, I, I won't be playing to my this weekend. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, we can just walk through each game, walk through each game, the options in each game. And yeah. Go from there. So, uh, just, the uh, game... just to start off the bat, though, I want to say the top three over unders on the week, uh, for the main slate are KC and Jaguars at 52 and a half. Then I have Carolina versus the Rams at 50 and a half. And then I have San Fran and Tampa Bay at 50. So. Got the same here. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, the first first game is actually that Rams and uh, Panthers game. You got uh, Cam Newton, obviously. And, yep. Uh, Jared Goff. Are you gonna have any interest in either of these guys? I uh, not not so much Jared Goff, um, or as I like to call him, Jared Goof. Um, not as much as Cam Newton, though. Um, it's actually one of the games I do like a stack in. I think you can go Cam Newton, Curtis Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I don't really like Greg Olson as much as in times past. Um, I think he's just too injury prone at this point. I don't think um, Cameron's going to be targeting too much. Um, but the Rams secondary just hasn't really been good. They signed a bunch of talent, but hasn't been good. So I like Curtis Samuel. And then obviously Christian McCaffrey, I think is going to be a stud. I think he's clearly going to have all the touches. I don't think anybody's going to take that from him. I know, Rivera came out and said that they want to lessen his workload just a little bit, so I take that with a grain of salt. But I, I think he, I think it's, um, I like that game stack. I think Carolina is going to give the Rams a run for the money, and so does Vegas. Uh, Carolina is at home, so I, I like the stack. I like Cam Newton and company. Uh, what do you think yeah. about that game? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, it's got potential to be a very, very close game. Um, you know, I don't think either team will run away with it. Um, if it was in LA, I'd maybe give LA a slight hand. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think I think LA. I think the fact that it is in Carolina is a huge bump towards Carolina, obviously. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I think uh, yeah, I mean the over unders there, the spread is. I believe the Rams are only two and yeah, a half. Yeah, two and a half points. I so thought I, that's what I saw earlier. And I think if they were in LA, it'd probably be pushing like four yeah. or five. But um, and those are the games, Carolina. So yeah, those are the games you kind of want to. You know, when you look at, you know, I think sports betting helps huge with DFS and just fantasy in general. I think, obviously, Vegas knows something. Um, I think one of the most crazy Vegas experiences was was two years ago when uh, the Vikings and Saints perfectly covered the spread on that game-winning touchdown. And so I think yeah. the higher over-under you got, you got to stack the pass. You got you to gotta find those touchdown guys. And I think home favorites, which we'll get into in a little bit, home favorites, you know, Six six point favorites, five point favorites. You're going to run the ball, and I think that 
this over under business and Vegas, I think has a lot to do with fantasy. And I would, I'm going to take that yeah. into, into action this year a lot more than I normally would. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing that too lately. I think uh, last thing before we uh, move on to the next game here, I think Todd Gurley is going to come in uh, extremely um, lower. Oh, 100%. Owned at all. Yes. I don't think, uh, you know, he's the third most expensive running back on the slate. And like, I just don't see him getting much ownership. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Todd Gurley pulling in much. I think at that point um, on FanDuel, I believe. Let me take a look. Should have this pulled up already. Yeah, Todd Gurley um, is at seventy six hundred. At that point, there's just so many running backs around him that I'm going to want to look at. Um, if anything, I want to pay up for those Kishner McCaffrey's, Saquon's, and Zeke's, or I just pay down a little bit and go Chubb, Cook, Fournette, which all are guys. I really mm-hmm. like, or even just go lower than that with other guys. But Eckler, yeah. um, Eckler, exactly. I like Eckler this week. Something like that. Also, really quick before we get into it, um, there's been a lot of talk of those two young receivers that Carolina has, a DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. I think it's a very intriguing spot, and I think that Curtis Samuel has the potential to be chalk this week. The Rams were, I believe, bottom and bottom half. Um, against wide receivers this last season, and that's pretty much all we can go off right now. Um, they really haven't signed anybody too significant um, besides uh, Eric Weddle. I don't know how to say his last name. But I think this is one of those things where DJ Moore could fly under the radar, even though he is more money on FanDuel, and I believe significantly more money on DraftKings, where I think that Curtis Samuel at the cheap price could be 25 to 30% owned and DJ Moore could fall to maybe even 10%, maybe even sub 10% owned because they think, well, they're both the same player. Let's save the money and go pay up. So I think DJ Moore is, is, is an option. I don't mind it as much because um, there is a ton of value at the wide receiver position in week one. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. So the next game is Tennessee against Cleveland. I believe this game is being played in Cleveland. Correct. Um, let me get the totals here. And this was um, this was one of those games I was talking about. The Browns are a six-point favorite against Tennessee at home. I This isn't a game I'm looking to stack. I'm not looking to go Baker, Odell, Chubb. I'm really just targeting Chubb in this spot, I think. Um, Tennessee was bottom half. Um, they were 18th against the, against the rush last season, gave up top 15 in points um, to the running back. And Chubb's got nobody to stop him. Kareem Hunt won't be back until week 10. And I even don't think that's going to be too close of an issue. I think Cleveland just pulls out to a massive lead here. Tennessee just Tennessee just has nobody. Uh, Derrick Henry isn't looking like what he's panned out to be. He had a couple good – he had a string of games good last season. I'm not touching him really. Um, like I said, there's just better guys I'd rather, I'd rather go with. I think Odell is, is in a spot where you could play him in some lineups. But at that point, if you're paying up for receiver, I'd rather just go pay up for Julio Jones or – Michael T- or um or that that echelon of receivers. Odell's going at eighty two hundred right now. Julio yeah, he's, the, is, he's the most expensive wide receiver on DraftKings. Yeah, he's the second most here on FanDuel at eighty five hundred at eighty two hundred. I'm sorry, Julio is at eighty five. So I at that point, I could save three hundred somewhere else for sure. Or I'd rather just pay down for somebody like Mike Evans if you want that top tier, which I can't wait to talk about that Tampa Bay game. That's my that Tampa Bay San Francisco is my big game of the week, but. Back to the Cleveland game. I like Nick Chubb. I really think he's my only lock play. He's a cash game play. I think Nick Chubb is very, very high floor and has a ceiling that if he just busts off a couple, 
he could get 20 to 25 carries this game. I think it's, it's, it's right up his wheelhouse. Yeah, Vegas has Cleveland at a 25 total, so it's three TDs, four TDs. Let's just say they're going to score. I mean, yeah. Chubb probably gets one of those. Oh, uh, I, like you 100%. said, Odell's slightly too overpriced for me. But, I mean, you know, I think they're going to be – I think a lot of people are just going to play Cleveland and just play him because there's just so much hype around them. And I think that, that, that'll get them some ownership. Yeah. And, Tennessee wasn't a, the greatest of defenses last year, and yeah, they, they're in Cleveland. Correct. It's just kind of like more of a narrative base. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything other than that. I think it's more of a narrative that, like, oh, Cleveland's going to come out today, and mm-hmm. they're just going to absolutely annihilate. Like, Baker's going to toss five TDs, which, I mean, it's not out of the realm. Yeah, absolutely not. It, it's not something I would recommend, yeah. like, you know. Like, I, I'm not – I probably won't go there if I'm only playing three lines. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, this game – I think we pretty much touched on it all. There's not much yeah. going on here. This game, we have the next game, which is a KC at Jacksonville. It has the highest implied total on this yes. game, uh, slate. And it's not really – I mean, it's close with the um, another game, but it is a – it's going to be a higher scoring game. Oh, yeah. We saw, I, I don't recall the, the matchups last year with these teams, but um, I'm trying to think. I don't even know if you can look them up on here. You might be able to. You can uh, wait, did they play last year? They're not in the same. Oh, they, uh, did, yeah. they did, yes. It was 30 to 14 in KC. Yeah. And then um, they might have played week. I can't see another opponent. That's the only week they played. Yeah. So 30 to 14, and KC won that game 30 to 14. And, um, and this was, and that last year game, Blake Bortles was under center, and Blake Bortles. Is is arguably one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I still don't know how he even has a backup job for the Los Angeles Rams, but I I think this game is at Jacksonville. They're coming in with a clear head. Um, I do like a Jacksonville stack. I think that a lot of people are just going to go. You know what? It's Week One. I'm going to go safe, and I think the Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey stack is you can easily pull that off and save money and get value other places, but. I'm I'm not I'm not liking that. I'm I want to dodge that KC stack because if it doesn't hit, then you're out of money and that you could have spent down and spent up somewhere else. But I do like Jacksonville. Um, Nick Foles is a value quarterback this week. I believe at 6,600. I believe that is what he's at, or it's 6,400. He's 5,300 on. Yeah, and I believe um, he is. Let me take a look. I'm almost uh, positive. He's 50. Yeah. I'm positive. 6,500. 6,500 mm-hmm. on Fanduel. D.D. Westbrook, which has really been his favorite target all through camp, all through preseason, when they when they've seen the field together, D.D. Westbrook, I think at fifty nine hundred, I can't see him not being the chalk play in terms of receiver and value. Um, and then even throwing Leonard Fournette in there, Leonard Fournette, T.J. Yeldon is gone. T.J. Yeldon is in Buffalo. He was the primary pass catcher. I think Leonard Fournette is in a great spot here. I think he's going to see. He's a three-down back. He's 100% physically, and he's mentally there this year. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I like Leonard Fournette. I do like Nick Foles, and I do like D.D. Westbrook. Um, Another player on that team that intrigues me a lot, if you really want to save some money at tight end, was Jeff Swain. Jeff Swain was carrying an injury report going in, and I haven't really heard much sense about him. But Jeff Swain was the former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and by the looks of FanDuel and a report that the Jacksonville came out, he has not carrying an injury report. 4,500. Yeah, the I Kansas City too. Chiefs were, I believe, the last team, or they were bottom five in terms of giving up points to the tight end. And They were the worst. They were, they were the worst. 32nd. Yeah, right? They were 32nd. 
Jeff Swain could be an option where I, I like to save the money, and I, I, think he, I think he has the realm of scoring a touchdown. I really do. I don't think that's out of his the realm Morgan. of possibility. At his price of three, not even three Ks, 2,900 on DraftKings, if he catches a touchdown, that is like automatic two and a half times and that's, value. And that's all you need out of and a tight end. That's very inside of the realm of possibilities. Um, yes. A Jacksonville, chap, uh, J- Jacksonville stack this week is extremely cheap. Yeah. Um, oh, Lenore Trinette is a monopoly quote running back. He's probably – I mean, he had 20 – 26 targets last year, 22 catches, which is, yeah, he played eight games last year. So, I mean, that's so almost you, three catches if, per if, game. Yeah, so. if you span that, if you, you know, with that sample size, you said he played eight games last year, 26 targets. You span that out, that's 52 targets over the season. I'm, that is so fine with me um, in terms of season long as well. But, I mean, like I said, TJ Yeldon was taking those targets away from him, even in games he was playing. I know from that wasn't healthy last season. Uh, Jacksonville just wasn't a good football team. You saw the Cowboys came in and slaughtered them 55 to th- 40, uh, 45 to three, I believe was the final score, but Jacksonville just didn't look good. Um, I just don't think they were a very good football team last year. Come in, Nick Foles, very good quarterback, a lot better than Blake Bortles on a front healthy. And I think they have a very good chance at, um, I think they have a chance at, at, at beating K- Kansas city. Honestly, I wouldn't put that out of the realm of possibility really. No, they're in, they're they're in Jacksonville, which helps out a lot. And yeah, this, this Jacksonville type is extremely cheap, so you could probably go go up at two running backs, or you know you're probably getting some top wide receivers with that stack. Yeah, but um, so for the next game here, we got Baltimore Miami, which is the lowest total on the slate at thirty eight. Uh, Baltimore has an implied total of twenty two point two five, and a Dolphins, who have the lowest implied total on the slate at a 15.75. And the Baltimore (laughs) Ravens are favored by 6.5 points. That defense Um, is just going to be – I mean, if you don't want to take a risk this week at defense, you don't want to pay down and you have the extra money, just play it safe and go ahead and and, and play that and and play the the Baltimore defense. But um, I don't mind a Baltimore stack here. Um, I I don't – I don't – I'm not, you know, really happy about playing it, but I think that Lamar Jackson, with his rushing upside, has a really high floor and a, and, and a, and a good ceiling for this week. Like I said, they're going to get the Miami Dolphins. Um, I think this is Mark Ingram's day. I think Mark Ingram at 6,600 on FanDuel going up against the 28th-ranked Miami Dolphins run defense last season – um, I think that he could see a decent amount of carries, and all he needs to do is break one off and score a touchdown. Like you said, it's the lowest implied total on the week. Um, and, I mean, Baltimore being a six – you said six-point favorite, correct? Six and a half Being a six-and-a-half-point right favorite over uh, – away. And it's just – I mean, this Miami team, it, it, they, they don't look good. Um, there are some players on that team – um, I do want some kind of exposure to. I think could the realm of possibility could happen, but like I said, the Miami Dolphins just don't look good. Um, Kenyon Drake is is coming back from injury. Um, he's going to get a lot of touches, as Brian Flores says. Um, so, but I don't. He doesn't intrigue me at all. Um, I don't want to touch him this week. Um, yeah. And I, I think 
I, I like the Ravens this week. Um, Gus Edwards is a possibility. I see Gus Edwards taking touches away from Mark Ingram, but um, I'm not really I'm not really digging digging it too much. But I I could see a stack um, of Baltimore that that wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for a lot of players. Yeah, uh, I'm probably not gonna go there just because it's such a low t- low total game, mm-hmm. and I just don't you know like Lamar Jackson. The thing about Lamar Jackson, if you're stacking him with anybody, it's like he could run for two touchdowns, and those the stacks that you have with wide receivers, like it's just like the, Mark the Andrews, is it's useless. You're you're getting yeah. uh, four points out of Snead, uh, three points out of Mark Andrews, but thirty points out of Lamar Jackson. Like yeah. I could see playing a naked Lamar Jackson, and then maybe like game stacking some game or something. But I just I'm probably not gonna go there. I'm probably gonna have a decent amount of Baltimore. And a decent amount of Mark Ingram because I just think game flow is going to perfectly be fine for Mark Ingram. Miami, I'm just not even going to touch Miami. Yeah, oh. uh, it's one. It's one of those uh, situations where Miami wins a GPP this year, kind of like when what's his name, uh, uh, that quarterback. He's he won a GPP last year. He won a Millie Maker last year. He played on Miami. Uh, Osweiler. Oh yeah, Brock Osweiler. Yeah, yeah. He, he won a GPP last year. Touchdown game last year. Yeah. And, like, so if that happens, so be it. I don't think Baltimore's going to lay down. They were one of the best defenses yeah. last year, not, if not even maybe the best. They didn't have a ton of, ton of turnovers, which makes them kind of like a, you know, like they're not like the Chicago Bears. The Bears had so oh, many turnovers. Yeah, the Bears would turn over the That ball, made them think. such a better defensive fantasy team. But, like, but if the he, Ravens are a top-five defense in oh, real life. absolutely. Like they are, it's not even close. Like, they're top-five. Yeah. They're up there with the Cowboys. Absolutely. They're up there with the Bears. They're up there. Like, yeah. they're, up, right, they're right up there. So, I'm not going to attack. Them. Yeah, I'm not really. Um, I'm not really looking at this game. Um, but like I said, I think that later down the line, I think a Ra- the Ravens team offensively will be very good. Yeah. So uh, next up, we have Atlanta at Minnesota, or is it Minnesota at Atlanta? No, it's, it's uh, Atlanta and Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Um, um, I, Minnesota, I'm reading as a four point favorite. The game total is forty eight. Uh, the Vikings believe, have a twenty six. I believe that would be the fourth. I believe that would be the fourth highest over under on the slates. Don't yeah. don't quote me on that, but it is. It, it is. is. It would yes. be the fourth highest over under, which so, is kind of I don't know, shocking to I, me. I, yeah, I, I like that game a lot. Um, it's not a prime time game, which you know obviously helps Kirk Cousins immensely. Um, because for whatever reasons, um, I could throw the ball better in prime time than Kirk Cousins. Um, Atlanta's defense didn't look good at all last season. Um. So I don't mind Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is the guy I really want to play. Um, I believe Atlanta was 28th last year against the run. Um, I got 30, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah. I have 29th so, on FanDuel. Um, and, guys, by the way, FanDuel and DraftKings are just so much different. So that's why we try to touch all the bases here. So for FanDuel, if you guys haven't paid attention, Nick has been talking more primarily about DraftKings, and I have been on the FanDuel side of it. Um, but Delvin Cook at 7,400, he's one of those middle-of-the-pack guys that I would n- I would rather not touch over Todd Gurley. He's one of those guys that I'm like, I'm good. I'll pay 200 less for – I'll pay I'll pay 200 less for Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook, I mean, he looked great during preseason. He had that game where he had two rushes for 88 yards and a touchdown, busted one off. Um, Cook looks great. Um, I'm not really worried about his – I am worried a little bit about his health, but this is this is DFS, so don't really care for season long. Um, I think Dalvin Cook will have a very big game against Atlanta. Um, clearly, game script I feel like will be be a, a little bit of a problem. I feel like he could be 
in terms of running, he could be out of it, but Dalvin Cook's going to catch out of the backfield. Alexander Madison is their backup, and he's not a primary bass catcher really too much. So I think Dalvin Cook could see a lot of targets, a lot of rushes, and could very well have a huge game against Atlanta this year. Yeah, and I mean, if you're going by the Vegas line, it's saying Minnesota. I mean, personally, for my for me, a four point favorite is a little uh, high on Minnesota. I would yeah, I would like three. I would but, make it. Yeah, I'd make it about two know, and a half, three. But yet again, I don't work in Vegas, so that's why I'm here I, making this DFS podcast. Yeah, exactly. We're here doing this. I I am a big like as much as I, I feel like Minnesota didn't get much better on defense this year, but last year they were one of the best passing defenses. Yeah. But Atlanta should be trailing this game for the most part, which makes uh, Delvin Cook interesting. But I don't feel like you're gonna have to focus too much on game script. This is an interesting game where you might be able to pick off some one offs. Yeah. Uh, like Thielen's Diggs, or maybe you want to go for a Calvin Ridley who's who could you know fifty one hundred yeah. who has a 20-point, 30-point game in him. It's not out oh, of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, I picked in the week that he year. broke out last so year. So did I. That was, that was 5, awesome. And 5,100. That was one of my proudest picks. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't mind him. I don't know if I could do any, like, major, major stacking no. here. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of Matt Ryan this week. I mean, go for it. He's probably going to be one of the lower-honed quarterbacks, yeah. especially with just, Lamar Jackson, 100 less, Jared Goff. 200 more or 100 more, but he's also in that game that's got high potential. You've got Russell Wilson, only 100 more. He's going up against Cincinnati, who we'll talk about later. Yeah. That's just like going to be the complete dumpster fire of the slate right there. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't see him. Like people are going to say, Matt Ryan, no, let me go Phillip Rivers yeah, against exactly. Indianapolis yeah. or Lamar Jackson against Miami or even Dak. I mean, like literally, there's just, there's there's just like a lot on of better paper, options. It's just on paper, it's not that we're, matchup is off. Yeah, it's not that we're away from home in Minnesota against one of the better pass defenses of last year. Yeah. It just doesn't make – you know, he, but he, you want to throw in a stack, Julio Jones and Kelvin Ridley have some of the biggest plays potential yeah. in this league. So it's not like I'm calling you crazy. It's a great GPP stack because you're going to get them all. Like if yeah. you're stacking all of them, like probably less than 5% of the field is going to play a correlation of Matt Ryan, Kelvin Ridley, oh, yeah. and Julio Jones. 100%. That's what I'm just trying to get at. Yeah. And it's not that it's not that we don't think Matt Ryan can tear this defense apart. He he's proven that. But at eight thousand, I could pay a hundred less and get Cam Newton with rushing upside against Los Angeles at home. I could pay two hundred less. I could pay four hundred less and go Carson Wentz. I could pay five hundred less and go Winston. I could go these other guys that I'd rather yeah. choose over Matt Ryan. So in, in a tougher slate where these quarterback values aren't there, Matt Ryan is a good option. I think he's one of those guys mm-hmm. that you could throw out there. But like I said. Like we're talking about here, we, it's, we like guys better, and um, we want to give you all the options, but I would much rather go pay 500 less, which could, which could turn your receiving, you know, your receiving guys into better guys. It could turn your tight ends. Speaking of tight end, Austin Hooper is a very good tight end you can play this week. Yes. Um, as, as much as we talk about how really good their Minnesota, uh, Minnesota's defense is, they were ranked – like almost dead last in terms of giving up points to the tight end last year. Um, they were, they just, they just didn't know how to guard it. Um, I think that yeah. we could see, I think we could see a touchdown from Austin Hooper here. Um, I really do. Um, uh-huh. I, I like Austin Hooper. Um, the tight end spot is just so, it's so like iffy. So when we say we really like a tight end, it's different than us saying we really like a running back because when we really like a running back, we expect that running back to go for 20 to 25. When I say I really like Austin Hooper, I expect him to go for 12, 12 or 15, which if I'm getting three and a half, if I'm paying that much down for a tight end and I'm getting three, three times the value, I'm fine with that. 
at tight end. I yeah. was able to save so much money. So I, I like Austin Hooper to catch. I would say I would predict a stat line about maybe four or five receptions for 60 something yards and a touchdown. I think that's so in the realm of possibility. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do. I'm not really looking to stack this game. Like I said, there's just other games. Yeah. Um, so our next game here is uh, Buffalo in New York. The total is 40.5. The Jets are a three point favorite. They have At a home. high total of 21.75. The Bills got an 18.75 implied total. I'm not that high in the Jets yet. I'm taking a wait-and-see approach. Yeah. Um, their defense is t- being touted. I have them in a couple seasons long. Uh, Buffalo's defense is being touted very as good. one of the defenses that could be very, very good, good this year, potentially top five, top ten for sure, it looks yeah. like. Um, I'm not going to be touching Sam Darnold and company this week. Oh, Probably. Yeah. Maybe in um, – yeah. Just no, I don't. I, I once again, it's kind of like it's not like the same as Miami, but it's almost it's very the same similar. concept. Yeah. I don't think the Jets got much better. Yeah, they got Le'Veon Bell, but come there's on a lot now. to prove. Was, a lot yeah. to prove. Le'Veon Bell coming. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers had have always had an elite offensive line, and I'm not knocking Le'Veon Bell's skill. He catches on the backfield. He's a good runner. The Jets were they had the dead last offensive line in terms of rushing yards per adjusted line. It just, it just wasn't good. Um, and especially the running style Le'Veon Bell has, he, he likes to wait behind the offensive line. I don't think there's going to be much waiting. But I think mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell does have a good season this year. But like I said, we're more focused on this Bills game. Robbie Anderson is a guy I like a lot. I've always been so high up on Robbie Anderson. This is his contract year, and he's not holding out. He's going to play through it, and he's fighting for a contract. But he's going up against Tredavious White, who is one of the best corners, if not the best corner in football. I'm not touching him at the 10 foot pole, especially he's coming off injury. You know, if he plays, I don't think it'll be it'll be in a hundred percent fashion. Um, I do in fact like Josh Allen though. New York, the New York Jets were, I believe, fourth in rushing yards given up to the quarterback, and we know Josh Allen loves to run the ball. Josh Allen has also had a couple more weapons added to the team. And I think Josh Allen could potentially throw a decent amount and run even more. I think I like the upside in, in the rushing. I mean, you're getting six points, a rushing touchdown. And he got John Brown. He got which John is pretty Brown. pretty interesting. Which, and which I like. He came from Baltimore with Joe Flacco and, and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Who, it was just... who did not know how to throw the ball. Both of them did not know how yeah. to throw the ball last year. Baltimore was so reliant on their defense last year. Any wide receiver from Baltimore was useless. He comes here to a Josh Allen-led team. Where I think Josh Allen is poised for – he could have a very, very good year this year. Yeah, I, I... – He proved it last oh, year. Yeah, 100%. He had some good games. He threw up – uh, you know, he had two really good games against Miami. That's Miami, but still. It's just. Um, he threw up a yeah. decent game against New York last year. 24.3 points. 23. 24.34 points in Buffalo. Um, I see him as a viable option this late. Just off the sure fact yeah, that. He's going to run the, the ball. The Jets are not, in my opinion, not that good. And he's very cheap to stack. You know, you got the likes of your boy Zay Jones. Oh, or like, man. I love me some Zay John Jones. Brown, and, and, and you, you, they're cheap. Yeah. You just stack them. Josh Allen throws three TDs. And rushes for one. Terry or something. Singletary's cheap, too. It's like they're all just yeah. so cheap. Singletary. The stack is like, I like it. It's correlative, yeah. and you're getting a good matchup. Singletary. A very good matchup. Singletary opinion. is somebody I, I like in the long run. A lot of people have been knocking his combine, which 
I mean, he's he's not an athletic guy. He's 5'7", he's 200 pounds, he's pretty much me. Um, so just picture me behind that offensive line running that ball. But um, I, I like – I'm going to stray away from the Buffalo Bills running backs in week one. It's going to be a committee, TJ Yeldon, Frank Gore. And Frank Gore seems to just never get old. I think he's still 22 years old running, running the football. But like I said, 27th on FanDuel against the quarterback last year, the New York Jets were. Their defense has gotten better. They've definitely had one of the better off-seasons um, in terms of getting names. But I think Josh Allen, he's in preseason and in training camp, he's learning to not just throw the deep ball, which is which is his issue last year, was he would just see, see the wide receiver and just launch it downfield. I think checkdowns and throwing the ball over the middle is, is going to be a big part of his game this year, and that's where he's going to take that step up where rather than him going – you know, 15 of 28 for 300 yards, you're going to see him going 25 of 40 for that amount and throwing and completing more passes. Um, But like I said, it's not a game that I'm, you know, blown out of the water by, but we love our rushing upside on quarterbacks. We really do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, our next game here is, Philadelphia at Washington. Ew, I'm reading it's it. gross. Uh, no, Washington at Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, I hate the total both right teams, now is 45 and a half. The Eagles have a 47.7 or 27. I was going to say, my five. God, give me all the exposure then if they're at 47. 27.75. That's, that's a lot. Uh, implied life total right now. They opened as a nine-point favorite, and now they are at a ten-point favorite. The Washington Redskins have a 17.75 implied total, which I believe is second lowest on the slate. Uh, no, actually third lowest. We'll get to the second lowest team. I think we all know who it's going to be. I think I know, but too. I think we all know that just, just, just Washington is not that good. No, Washington yeah, Case terrible. Keenum <laughs> under the helm. Uh, no receivers. I mean, Greece is like he's an interesting Geis. season long guys. Yeah, guys, he's an interesting player season long. But Philadelphia is just, just no pushover. Yeah. Their defense is a very they're, like they're not like top five. No. They're not. But they, they're they've pushing lost, they've like lost top pieces, ten. and they're they're a they're a defense that has the potential of finishing top ten. Um, I'm a huge Cowboys fan, so I'm not really looking forward to talking about two of my divisional rivals. But I do like. Philadelphia this week, I think there's a lot of potential. It's it's almost the same case as Kansas City in terms of you look at other teams and you go, there's a clear cut number one, number two guy. I can't I can't look at the Philadelphia Eagles and go, oh well, you know, Ertz is that guy. But wait, when Alshon played last year and was healthy, Ertz lost a lot of targets. Um, Nelson Aguilar they brought back Deshaun. Yeah. Brought back Keyshawn Jackson. Like, it's just there's so many options they have. They got that white side guy. Who's yeah, also our, been our single some, white side. He's, like they, been, they, he's been making some noise in camp and preseason. It's just I want Carson Wentz then at that point, but I, I can't I can't find myself stacking this team. You don't want to pay up for Ertz. I don't like paying up for tight end at all unless it's like they're going up against a Pee Wee Junior team that I know they're going to throw up big points in because tight end is something I could save in 100% and I can pay up other places where I know guys are going to go nuts. Alshon is he's at that awkward range at 6,700 where I'd rather just pay a little bit less for other receivers. And I just, I just don't know. I'm, I'm not, I think Miles Sanders. Now Miles Sanders is somebody, if you, if for whatever reason he's available in your season, go pick him up. Miles Sanders 
Doug Peterson came out and said that we're giving him the ball this week. Jordan Howard, God, he is a terrible running back now. I don't know what happened to him, but he's not good. He's just he's, not a good. We, we, you see him week in and week out yeah. going to the bars out here. And yeah, yeah, kind of, I, I, it's, yeah. He's not I that see, good, I used to see and I'm so glad the they got rid of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he's just not that good, yeah. and I think my he's a good play this week, Sanders. Yeah, um, and, like you know, your your point on what Ertz is, if you're playing Wentz, I think you have to play Ertz. Like I think yeah. it's like a one, and it's like because like, yeah, you're you're hoping that Wentz goes for you know he could go for four touchdowns oh, this week. It's one hundred percent, and totally you hope Ertz catches two of them and breaks the slate. Whereas yeah. like okay, like unless you're getting a touchdown and a couple more points out of your value tight end. Just toss it out the window because you're not getting like if 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 Ertz goes for twenty like twenty five points thirty points and you're screwed out of your you know unless some value tight end hits but it's nice to to play Ertz with Wentz because it's you know it's one of his favorite um, red zone targets yeah and it's a great correlated play like that's really the only reason why I could see you playing Ertz unless you're building the rest of your team and then you come to tight end and you still have that money then, then I guess yeah, you could you play, play him for but, at that point but or you can you know pay up for uh Kelsey but um I'm not even going to touch anybody on the Washington end. No, I don't even want, I don't even want to say, I don't want to think about um, Washington I can't even tell you who their receivers are they have a bunch of rookies Paul Richardson Paul Jr. Richardson Jr. He, and Jordan Reed will probably be out by the first yeah quarter, first half he's going to get he's going to get leveled by a safety coming over the middle on a on a on a seam play and he's just you'll never see him play football again I think yeah. this is his like sixth or seventh concussion. Case Keenum is not a guy I want to touch. Philadelphia's defense, as we said, it has the potential of being good. I do. I see it being really good. No, but I also hate no. the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're a terrible football team. But I have to be unbiased on this podcast, sadly. But yeah, I'm not touching yeah. anybody. Um, Philadelphia's defense is clearly an option. Ten point favorite, you said, and I think. Now that you say 10-point favorite and now we start talking about it, I like, this is Miles Sanders' game to have. This is his breakout game where I think week one of the season, you think a rookie running back would need to wait a little bit. But no, this is his breakout game. I see them going, well, we're up, we're up, we're up 14-3 in the, in the second half. Let's run Miles Sanders right now and not Jordan Howard. This yeah. is a game I really honest to God could see Miles Sanders get 15 to 20 carries. I think Jordan Howard just doesn't – they just don't use him at all. And I think Miles Sanders could see a huge workload in the passing game. Um, they did yeah, just re-sign Corey Clement for some reason. Good for him for making the roster again. He seems to just barely make it every year. Um, I don't think he has a tamper in on the team. I think that Miles Sanders is, is, is probably the only play consistency I would have in this, in this game. Other than that, like and, – and you say you have to play Ertz if you play once. I'm not going to play once then because I, I hate paying up for tight end unless I can almost guarantee that they're going against the, the, the Addison Cowboys down the street rather than the Dallas Cowboys. So Yeah, it's yeah, it's like if you're playing once, I feel like you got to play your Yeah, and I 100% like that, so. agree with that, 100%. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, Jordan, you know, you could be toting Jordan Howard two goal line touchdowns this week. Yeah, and that would be where it would kill. That would be the killer is that Jordan Howard sees – five carries for five yards and two touchdowns would, which would be my just year would be your, it would just be the worst case scenario. And yeah. I have, a, I have a prediction going into tomorrow. I say, I say Mike Davis gets the first touch for the Chicago bears tomorrow instead of David Montgomery. I think that 
Mike Davis will be the first person to run the ball this season. I think it's going to be really funny to see he's that. Gonna fumble and he's going like to fumble it. Typical Bears running back. And I'm going to talk because I have so much Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery. In season long. And, and if you guys yeah. aren't in it on FanDuel, there's a $9, $2.5 dollar contest tomorrow yeah. for the first game of the season. I love that. Um, maybe we could talk about the end, but let's get back to the main slate because that's what we're on yeah. right now. Next up, My we got Indianapolis at the Chargers. Uh, forty-four and a half total. It's gone down from forty-eight. Which the Chargers the reason are being twenty-five. Of Andrew Luck retiring, this would have yeah. been one of my favorite games of the slate if Andrew Luck doesn't retire. But um, yeah, the Chargers got a three and a half point bump. They are six and a half point favorites, and um, the Colts have a nineteen implied total, which is I think like fourth or fifth lowest, yeah. on the, lowest on the slate. But when we look at the players, we see Jacoby Brissett at forty four hundred, and it screams. Uh, I think he might be the lowest uh, quarterback on the slate that's going to play. Actually, that's going to get touches uh, and stuff like that. Rosen's not playing, right? Tannehill's not no, playing. Or is Tannehill playing? I no, mean, Tana are you going to play Tannehill over Brissett? No, and never. Um, Marcus Mariota will pull the start. Yeah, so you're not going to get uh, Brian Hoyer got added to the player pool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Brissett, I think, will just get ownership because he's 4,400, has rushing upside. Uh, he, you can correlate him with T.Y. Hilton, but I believe in the past, um, I don't have the exact numbers, but T.Y. Hilton took a huge hit when um, Brissett was his quarterback. But now I think, like, Brissett's got to realize that T.Y. Hilton is one of the better wide receivers in this league. Yeah. And if he's not using him, then, then it's the just, Colts aren't going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I'm never a big fan of Indianapolis's tight end situation. You got Doyle and Ebron. Yeah. Baby hands Doyle. Headache. Yeah. It's a huge headache. Um, it was kind of the same as the Tampa Bay tight ends, O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray. Um, But Jacoby Brissett on FanDuel is the lowest price you could get him at, at $6,000. Um, any, anything else? Six thousand is just the price they give every general backup quarterback. Um, so at that price, I I mean like, <laughs> I mean my God, I feel like you have to get some exposure to him. The Chargers defense is very good, yes, but they just lost their number one cornerback to injury. I believe he's out for the season. You said the game was at fifty four and a half over under. You said so clearly forty forty four yeah forty four and a half. Clearly, so I mean, it's, it's not clearly awful. Sees something here they think Jacoby and I don't think Jacoby Brissett is is a pushover at all I think Jacoby Brissett's a very good quarterback um in the season where Andrew Luck did not play due to injury I believe Jacoby Brissett was 13 of 7 13 touchdowns two interceptions and ran the ball for four touchdowns too so 17 total touchdowns he's got that rushing upside and at 6,000 I mean I feel like you, you gotta at least get maybe one lineup in with him he's I yeah. feel like he can have a game where at six thousand, I, I that's so much money I could save. I just need him to throw up maybe, maybe two passing touchdowns and a rushing, and not even get two hundred fifty yards. You know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. it's a, it's to a point where you have to get him before his his price goes up. I think. I agree. Um, I think I don't know. I'm 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 a little bit more higher on this guy. Not probably not this week, but just in see you. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Marlon Mack is a guy who I think in season long might have some sort of success. I don't know this week. Um, 
both these defenses were bottom ten in the league last year in rushing, uh, according to DraftKings. So, I mean, Eckler and Mack are fairly, you know, inexpensive. They're not awful at 5.6K mm-hmm. for Mack and 5.5K for Eckler. Mm-hmm. You have Eckler, who's probably going to get majority of snaps. Justin yeah. Jackson had a very rough uh, preseason. preseason and, yeah. and, um, but I think you know, still I rate Justin Jackson. He's a local guy, too, so it's kind of like, you know, we have – Slight bias just in the fact that it's like, you know, it's kind of cool that yeah, he literally grew up 15 get, minutes away from us. That you think he's going to get touches and everything like that. Yeah, um, I, I just don't see myself going there. I mean, you know, props to him if he goes for two tutties, but yeah. you know, I think there are going to be I better think places as out there. season goes on, I think Justin Jackson will be the one, two, and then Austin Eckler will come in at the three. And then if they do fall behind in the games, Eckler will see most of the field. And that was the reason why Max ADP when Luck went down just took a huge nosedive. We it's not that we hate Max talent. The reason why everyone was so high on Mac in season long and preseason and everything like that was because they were gonna be up games. The game script for pretty much every game was gonna be it was gonna be unbelievable. Andrew, it was a good old line. Exactly. Too. Good great old line. line, good, great defense in Indianapolis. It the the, the upside for Marlon Mack looked great. I don't think Naeem Hines sees a huge role. I think Marilyn Mack will still pass catch in a little bit and still run the ball a ton. Um, and like I said, I think a lot of people are really scared of Jacoby Brissett not being good. I, I just can't see that not happening. I feel like he'll have some yeah. decent games. Um, the problem with this game, Chargers are at home. Um, but like I said, I do like Austin Eckler. Um, I think he, he will have a great game. Um, at 6,400 uh, um, for the running backs, he he fits just he fits that range where two hundred more for Chris Carson, a hundred less for Tevon Coleman, four hundred less for Miles Sanders. I think Austin Eckler could be one of those plays where you overlook and you look at Chris Carson and you look at Austin Eckler and you look at Mark Ingram and go, I like those guys better. But I think Austin Eckler has one hundred percent has a chance to finish above those guys. And I also just don't like any Chargers receivers. Um, I I yeah. don't besides Keenan Allen, he's the only one. I, Mike Williams is. Is okay. He's not really this great guy that I want to look and go. Yes, I want all the exposure to, because there's just guys better around than than him. Like D.D. Westbrook, yeah. I'd rather pay five hundred for. Um, and um, I was looking at like Devin Funches when when Luck was a quarterback. I oh, thought he yeah. could have a good year, but now it's just like now it's just no. yeah. It's I'm just, not gonna play that. There's there's too many passing options in that game, and Brissett's gonna not pass that much. I mean, he's just simply not gonna. Yeah, you're not. I don't think Brissett's going to have 300, 400. He's not going to have 300, 400 yard games, especially against a good Chargers defense. Yeah, exactly. Away against the Chargers as well. Yeah, Indianapolis and and Los Angeles is a game I'm going to try to stay away from. Maybe have some exposure to Austin Eckler. Yeah, I like. Other than that, other than that, I'm really not looking forward. Maybe Keenan Allen against Indianapolis's defense, um, because Keenan Allen's just going to get his no matter what. So. Yeah. All right. So. I think we touched pretty good on that game. Let's go to this fun game. Um, Cincinnati at Seattle. God, um, since I love he has Cincinnati the lowest. Game. I'm joking. Cincinnati has the loyal lowest implied or second lowest implied total at 17. The game total is 44, which is pretty the, high for that game, I think. Yes, the Seahawks are 27 implied total, and they're favored by 10 points, which moved from seven and a half. God. Um, Seattle just got better. They got Clowney, which is huge. Which, which I think is a very um, big part of their defense. Did they? they, they, they I, I like Seattle a lot. I think they could they could beat the Rams this year in that division. It's going to be tough, but 
you know, I think, you know, if you were to simulate the season a couple times, I think Seattle would have a chance at it. Um, that's just yeah. me. I think, like, they still no, have Russell Wilson, who's a, in my opinion, an underrated quarterback at times because some people just – he kind of flies under the radar a little bit. He's a very good quarterback. Yeah. Um, their running game is insane, including oh, Russell man. Wilson. So, yeah. th- this this just sets up perfectly for – um, I probably won't have too much Russell Wilson this week no. just off the sheer fact that I'm scared that, uh, you know, the likes of Chris Carson and, and I mean, Richard Penny might not be an awful and I think, play this yeah. year just because he might see the field. He Like, these running – they may run the ball 40 times this week. If they go up early against Seattle, they're just going to pound the ball on the ground. Would it be out of the realm of possibilities that, you know, Russell Wilson rushes for 5-10, to 10, Richard Penny goes for 5-10, to 10, and Carson goes for 20? Like, I don't see it out of that, out of the realm of possibilities this week. They're going to dominate Cincinnati. Cincinnati's just not – like, I'm not even looking at any Dalton. There's no point for you playing any Dalton. No. There's no point in playing Joe Mixon at 6,700. No, exactly. A.J. Green's out. I mean, Matthew – Tyler Boyd's interesting. At, yeah. But he's just like, you know, you're hoping Tyler Boyd gets garbage time points because yeah, I literally see saying, Seattle yeah. just dominating this game, potentially going up 20, 30 uh, – I was about to say runs. I'm too stuck on baseball. Yeah. 20, 30 points. <laughs> and then just, just letting Boyd run out there. And, you know, Seattle throws out their second team because it's just, you know, they're, they're up 20 with five minutes left. And just hope Boyd, Boyd catches four. Time touchdown. Yeah. And, but, That's all I see him getting there with. Yes. I don't really love Tyler Lockett, though, this week either. Yeah. He's just too expensive. And we all know Seattle's passing game is just a total show. Yeah. But Tyler Lockett. Um, is going to get the targets, but he he fits around that Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup range, Alshon Jeffrey. I'm going to stray away from him this week. Um, and Russell Wilson, I see a lot of regression this year in terms of passing the ball. I I really do think Chris Carson. He, he if if I had to pick one running back to go absolutely b- berserk this week, it's Chris Carson, 6600. I this is the only game I'm afraid of Rashard Penny getting into, just because I think the lead will just be so immense. But other games, Chris Carson is going to be that guy. Seventh last year in rushing yards. Pete Carroll is going to pound the ball uncontrollably. Carson can catch the ball. Pete Carroll came out and said, Chris Carson's got the best hands on the team. And I love that. I could see him finishing the year with 250 attempts and 50 targets. I 100% can. I think he's going to just annihilate this Cincinnati defense. But besides Arizona, which Arizona was, I well, I think I could run for a hundred yards against that Arizona team. Cincinnati was just just as really just as shitty, just really bad at, 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 at the running defense. They're just not good. They're they're they may be the worst team in the I, NFL. I think so, yeah. But there is a guy that I mean, probably the sneakiest value play I think you can possibly think of. He's just not even a guy that comes up at the top tier at the top end of the list. He is a Cincinnati Bengals receiver. It is not Tyler Boyd. It is Damian Willis, 4,500. He is the second-to-last guy, which means nothing, but I'm saying that I tell people are going to be looking. He is the second-to-last guy at the bottom of the list. Um, he's, he's filling into Tyler Boyd's role from last year when A.J. Green played. He's going to be the number two. Zach Taylor, um, really it's Sunday that Willis has solidified himself as the Bengals' starting X receiver going into week one. 17th against receivers against the pass last year. Seattle was. Seattle really didn't have a good secondary. Now, this is why I look at it and go, I don't trust Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton throws for two a touchdown or two and 200-something yards. That's why I'm not stacking this. I think Damian Willis has 100%. Damian Willis has 100% to catch one of those touchdowns. At 4,500, 
I think it's great games, great game script. Like you said, it's the same game script for Tyler Boyd, but I I think that Damian Willis Willis can can have an unreal performance at forty five hundred. I I need him to catch a touchdown in like fifty yards, and he made value. I I I'm fitting him in a in, in a couple lineups. I'm not getting full exposure to him, but keep an eye out for him this week. I think he could be a top waiver wire pickup because Dalton is going to see a lot of regression, but Dalton has always done a good job at finding guys to make them better. Tyler Boyd had great games last year, and I think Damian Williams just Damian Williams just fits right into that role. I think he can. I think he can have a big week this week. I really do. At 4,500, like I said, he's second. He's he's at the bottom. I see a sub one percent ownership with this guy. Honestly. Really do. Yeah, he could be very, very long. And he um, could be a guy that hits, and, and there you go. Yeah, so uh, next up, we got Detroit uh, at Arizona, 46.5 total. Um, Detroit is actually a slight favorite, two and a half total in Arizona. Uh, Arizona has a 22 implied total. Detroit has a 24.5 implied total. Uh, you got the Kyler Kyler Murray hype train going. It's, I'm not on it. I'm, I, uh, I, have, I broke on it a while ago. I don't. I don't see Detroit. Detroit had a had a, had a fairly good defense last year. Um, I just the only. I'm really not touching much else here. I think the Arizona defense has gotten a little bit better um, in terms of pass coverage and run defense. Um, but for running backs, Carry on Johnson tickles my fancy just a tad. Um, but it's just so scary with with CJ Anderson and. I just I don't know. I feel like C.J. Anderson could see the field for some reason. Um, yeah. Arizona, like I said, just I God, just they gave up. I, it was disgusting how bad they were against the run last year. Um, yeah, and carrying on Johnson, I think he he's he has the potential to break out at seven thousand, but it, it comes down back to that point where I'd rather just pay four hundred less. But we want to give you guys good plays from each game. So Carrion Johnson has the potential of finishing with, I mean, with, I could see 15 to 20 attempts for almost 100 yards and a touchdown against a very bad Arizona defense that has gotten better. Uh, on the opposite end, David Johnson um, doesn't really, Too expensive. doesn't really make me go nuts. They were, they were 17th on FanDuel against the run going up against David Johnson, David Johnson, and Arizona at home, I think there's just a lot of hype here. But I think David Johnson could see a decent amount of carries and a decent amount of catches to a point where I think he would hit. He he has the chance to hit two two times value. I think that's his his floor, but I don't think his ceiling's much higher. Um, I don't really. I'm a big fan of David Johnson season yeah, long. I think he's going to bounce back season here. Long, yeah. He's due for some some positive. Uh, some people, are, you know, this has been coming up in the community positive regression, which um. It is such a thing, but you know people just over overuse the yeah. term. He's gonna have a bounce back year. If you want to put it in the, you know, good terms, he's gonna have a bounce back year. He could have a breakout game. He's a monopoly yeah. running back. He gets everything: catches, runs. Uh, right now on, Dra- on DraftKings, it's Edmonds is the backup, and he's at thirty-one hundred. So you know what you're getting out of David Johnson. The volume is there, mm-hmm. correct? Uh, and and Detroit's not. The best of teams. I mean, arguably they're, they're the worst team in their division, yeah. but that division is also a fairly good division. So, but yeah, uh, I I, like you know, they're in Arizona too, yeah, so which, it's like, which helps Arizona. He gets a little a lot bit of game a bump script, there. I think, is good for Arizona. I think David Johnson sees a lot of touches. Do I think he does a lot with them? Maybe, maybe not. 
but like I said, he he this is this we talk about pricing. This is a running back I I don't want to touch simply because of his price at eighty one hundred. Um we talked about it. Yeah. If you're gonna pay up that much for running back, go go ahead and grab Ezekiel Elliott. Um go ahead and grab Saquon or go ahead and grab Christian McCaffrey. I I don't care enough. Or you can drop down and get Chubb and get Cook and get Fournette. And at that point, carry on Johnson. You can go down a little bit and get Eckler, Ingram, and pay up a little bit more for Fournette and um, Dalvin Cook and them. But, yeah, it's just Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr., it could be good. I I, I don't see a huge game from either of them. Um, I I like – Galladay's too expensive on DraftKings. 6,300. I'm not paying 6,300. Let me tell you right now, I got a troll trade for Galladay. I'm not high in Detroit's passing. Yeah. Nothing against Stafford. No. Nothing. I mean, like, you know, Arizona's, you know, I'm just not in love with Detroit. I don't think they're that Yeah. Good. Arizona was middle of the pack in receivers, and Galladay falls yeah. at the 6,900 range as well on FanDuel, which is too expensive, too expensive for me. Opinion. And Marvin Jones Jr. fits at the 6,100 at that point. If I'm going that low, Christian Kirk and – Christian Kirk, actually, I forgot he played on Arizona. Christian Kirk, I think, could potentially have a huge game. I remember I played him last year, and um, we were we were watching that 1 p.m. Eastern, and I came home and flicked flicked on that game, and Christian Kirk had caught a 75-yard touchdown, and I was so happy. I think Kyler Murray could be could, – you could play him rushing upside, but the pricing and everything is just too weird. I, I could see Kyler Murray having a good game. Um, Christian Kirk being one of his primary receivers. Ricky Seals-Jones is now gone. Max um, Max Andrews, I think his name is. I can't think of his last name, but his name is Max. And then um, Charles Clay at the tight end spot. And then um, the yeah. signing of Michael Crabtree does absolutely nothing. Michael Crabtree is terrible. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. but I think Christian Kirk is the clear-cut number one guy here. So if you were want to stack in them, Christian Kirk is where I fall. But yeah. Just pricing is just is not why I want to touch these guys. Yep. All right, uh, my phone's at five percent, so we should probably get going here. Yeah. Um, New York Giants and Dallas Cowboys, um, forty-five and a half total. Cowboys are seven and a half point yes, favorites, twenty-six point five employed total. Giants have a nineteen employed total. It's and they're obviously down by seven and a half. Um, you know, um, probably not going to be touching Dak Prescott this week. But I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad play. If you're going to play Amari Cooper, especially, it's like you, yeah. know, you could go. I mean, Zeke's going to play this yes. week. So six-year, ninety million dollar deal. I was so happy to wake up this morning, but um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, Dak Prescott. I like him this week. Rushing upside, he could easily throw for three touchdowns against the New York Giants. Um, yeah, his matchups premium. Match, Giants are on bottom. Giants suck. Bottom five team in the league. But this, um, this, I, I, I said it from the beginning. Ezekiel was going to sign his contract. He was going to play Week One. They said 20 to 25 touches already. This is Ezekiel Elliott's game. I want full exposure to this. I want to pay up for him. This is why I'm saving money other places. Zeke is a guy I want. In 9,100, he can 100% destroy the slate, and I think a lot of people are going to overlook that. And I don't like Saquon at all. I'm sorry. We held the Dallas I – mean, the Dallas Cowboys held Saquon with one of his worst games last season. I think you – like, it's – I like Saquon a lot. He's He's one of my favorite running backs – in league, even though he is a divisional opponent for me, but Saquon is a very good running back. He catches, he runs. He's this is the only guy the New York Giants have. I like Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard, but you look at Saquon and he is so far ahead of those other guys in talent. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But this is a game uh, where 
you would rather dummy down lower and go other places than Saquon. Yeah, I, I like I've, I've been on the Saquon. I think he's gonna have a rough year this year. This yeah, is a sophomore slump. That, yeah. We've seen it before. Um, I could be wrong. I could be right. Who knows? But I've been saying he's he's probably in line for a little bit of a sophomore slump just because I don't rate the team around him. That's just me. Um, I like Amari Cooper. This I do week. as well. He's fine. He's played the play. But... He's he's been, he's been shaking off um, a leg injury or by it's. I think it's a foot he injury. Doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't have, have an injury report. Injury he practiced in the full today. So he's fine. Uh, which today was a huge day for teams in terms of injury reports. Today was the, the practice for the team. It was Wednesday yeah. was the, hey, we got to get ready for Sunday. Let's get at it. So um, Sterling Shepard, I don't like. Um, Byron Jones will be locking him up. Byron Jones statistically was pro football focuses, best running back for majority of the season. Evan Ingram yeah. could intrigue me a little bit. I think if, if there is a passing player besides Saquon, it is Evan Ingram. Um, I believe yeah. the Cowboys were bottom half. Um, covering the tight end last year. Don't quote me on that, but um, yeah. Evan Ingram was, yeah, they were 25th against the tight end at 6,400. Yeah. I, I think he's an interesting play. He's one of those guys that I think he could tear that, that Cowboys defense up and go for pretty big, pretty big points. So, Yeah, I like Evan Ingram only. Like he's yeah. potentially going to just be, he's going to get the volume like we talk about all the time. Volume is yeah, key so for some players. Mm-hmm. Uh, garbage time points. Could be seen here. Uh, Dallas could ride up the score. I am. I personally think the Giants are a bottom oh, five God, to bottom three team in the league. They are very bad. If Eli Manning is starting, I will have a ton of Dallas defense this week because I absolutely hate Eli Manning. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, I cannot I, stand I don't think him. Daniel Jones sees the field this week. I think no, it is he won't. strictly it's great. Eli. It's great. And the, it's the Cowboys got defenses. Zeke back. Yeah, it's one of those defenses at home. We just signed Jalen Smith to his huge deal. Dar- Demarcus Lawrence Zeke has just, got, just signed. got signed. The it's momentum. the momentum the Cowboys have. The Dallas could win by 30 no. this week. Who knows? Yeah. The Giants are so bad. Yeah. And, like, I rarely just tied up a team. But, like, the, like, Seattle and the Dallas Cowboys are my two, like, clear-cut. They could totally break the slate with Seattle's rushing or Dallas's Amari yes. Cooper. 100%. They could just totally end this slate. And Philadelphia arguably could because Washington is also a yeah, very, very terrible team. team. And, and and Washington and Philadelphia has the, the the weapons. We just don't know which one. It's like exactly. picking out yeah. Um but Dallas, I think just case in point to close out the game, is probably one of your better teams. They're just like all around safely pick and I think safe. it's good. Yeah. Really quick, I do very just safe. want to mention, um, we did miss a guy that intrigues me. I'll talk about him really quick. The uh tight end for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, Hunter Henry. Um we tried to talk about everybody, but sometimes I just can't get to them. There's just so much we have to talk about. But um, Indianapolis was bottom of half um, against the tight end last year. They were terrible at it. Hunter Henry comes back, which is Philip Rivers loves Hunter Henry. Like I said, the limited uh-huh. weapons, especially with Melvin Gordon being gone, it's really just a Keenan Allen Hunter Henry show. I do like Hunter Henry at 6,100. If you did want to pay yeah. up for a tight end, he's kind of in that middle area where it's the draw off where – if you any higher, you're paying up any lower, it's value. But I like Hunter Henry at 6,100 um, on FanDuel. Yeah. So. And then our oh, last man, game my of favorite the slate. Game, favorite the, game of the slate uh, in terms of playing. 
Tampa Bay has this game is a fifty-one implied total, oh, 51, which is really? second highest. That yeah, it's high. I got shot it. up. Wow. This is all d- according to Fantasy Labs. I'm getting every single number off. Fantasy I looked. Labs. Yeah, I looked it up. So I looked it up probably about um, twenty minutes else. ago. It was about fifty and a half, fifty points. But it's yeah. it's the same concept. That one point's not yeah. going to drastically change my outlook on the game. The 49ers are a one-point favorite. They have a 26 implied total. The, 49, the 49ers are a favorite in this game, really. At a yes, point, I, um, I see. I don't agree with that at they, all. Vegas is pushing them very hard. Which and they, sets up. They which, opened at a 24 and a quarter. Which sets up for the Buccaneers. They they want everyone to bet because Vegas wants everyone to lose money. Um, But I think it sets up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now have the coach that loves to throw the ball in Bruce Arian. And I want full exposure to this game. I love Jameis Winston. I love Mike Evans. I love Chris Godwin working out of the slot this year. You saw what he did with Larry Fitzgerald in the slot. Chris Godwin's going to see most of his reps in the slot. He's never leaving the field, he said. And there's no more 1A1B tight end. Cameron Brate's not seeing the field. I'm sorry. It's going to be O.J. Howard. I absolutely love this. Deshaun Jackson is gone. I, I couldn't even tell you who their running backs are. Well, I could, but I, I don't care enough to list them because they're terrible. Ronald Jones, the sec- uh, Ronald Jones, the second, and then Danny, ooh, I can't even say his last name, but I know it begins with it all, and I'm not going to try to butcher it. But I love this game. This, this game has just shootout potential just written all over it. Winston is – I love this stack. Winston, Evans, Condon. Yep. I, I do. I love it so much. I mean – Personally, and I'm, if I'm just mistaken, I'm going to look oh, back 100%, at this. Yes. I like Marquise Goodwin, too, a little bit. And then, um, Kittle oh, is 100%, a very good play. You could game stack this game easy. Um, you could go You could go both tight ends and just be completely yeah, different. 100%. I could see both of these tight ends having a good game. Um, there's there's Dude, a lot yeah. of different ways to combo. There's not, I like, jaw-dropping yeah. talents in this game outside of Mike I Evans, I would say. Like, I he's, he's a jaw-dropper. I think a lot of people are Chris just – It was just the offense last year just wasn't utilizing him to efficiency. With Bruce Arians this year, I'm telling you, Chris Godwin's going to have a huge year. I have them both in season one. I'm probably going to look to ship Mike Evans out, to be honest with you, if I do want to keep one of those receivers because I think Chris Godwin has that just erupting potential. But um, if you, could, you could totally game-stack this. Dante Pettis has been cleared to play before – I did have a nice value play in Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel would have been the number two guy for San Francisco in terms of receiver because Kittle would be the number one. But Dante Pettis is slated to play. So is Marquise Goodwin. I think they could both just go absolutely nuts. Kyle Shanahan loves Dante Pettis, wants to take him out to dinner practically. I love this game. You can play it 100%. I think if you are going yep. to game stack it completely, Winston's got to be your quarterback, not Garoppolo. I like Winston a lot better. Rushing upside as well. Winston loves to roll out of the pocket and could maybe get a touchdown if he does that. Yeah. I, the, my realm of possibility for Winston this, this week, I could see 400-plus and three or four touchdowns. I really can. I'm, it's, 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 I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I love this game. This is my favorite game of the week. This is the yeah. game I, I, want, no, I, I want exposure to, all of it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, had nothing I had to add. I mean, Jameis Winston's a fun quarterback to watch but because then, he will throw exactly. three interceptions. Exactly. And, but and I think this is one of those games where TDs, San Francisco so, and Tampa Bay, the reason why they love think, this game so much, both bottom half barrel teams in terms of defense, um, in terms of giving up points. Um, 27th to the wide receiver for San Francisco. 
And then yeah. I believe Tampa Bay was right below them at 29. It, it was, it's just, they're both, they're both their defenses are shit shows. That's why they're the second highest over under on the week. Um, on the slate, I'm sorry. Cause I believe that saints game is the highest over under at 53. Um, I don't know if that's changed at all, but I think that saints game is, is going to be a good one, but yeah. I that's that's it's my favorite game of the slate and of course yeah. it's not part of the 1 p.m. only which is a contest I'm uh, which is a slate I'm going to do but yeah if you're looking at if you're looking at it then that's my favorite game. Yeah. Well I think I think we touched every aspect of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be week 1 well, is gonna be week game. 1 is going to be it's going to be tricky. Touched a lot everything. of teams have gotten better so we're basing everything Every opponent rank we based was all off last season and that's all we could do right now until teams play. There's so much value at the wide receiver spot. There's so much value at running back and quarterback. And I, I like this slate. I really do. It's one of the better it's one of the better slates that I you know I can play and I like it a lot. Yep. Well yep, I it agree. has been it's well, been a pleasure. Vince, my phone um, is at one percent. Yeah. All right, so adios. I will see you later. You you as well. Yep. See ya.